Worth. ...of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And I do hope your Friday is going well. Hope you're safe. Boy, the storms have just been uh, causing all kinds of damage all over the country, especially down south. Uh, lots of tornadoes and just a whole trail of damage behind them. And then moving into the east, even further deep into the east with more snow, we'll have an update on the news. But just to know that the storm is still with us in parts of the country and be careful out there if you are going to travel. Coming up today, always great talking with Doug Heck, our President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. Fourth week of Advent coming up, and of course, going right into next weekend, which is Christmas. Can you believe it? Christmas falling on a Sunday this year. So a week from today is Christmas Eve Eve. I always love saying that. Reminds me of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) Some of us never grow up, right? I always love watching Rudolph every year. Anyhow, I digress. All right. So we have Doug, and Doug will be giving us all kinds of great insights onto what's coming up in the network in the next couple of days. Such an important week. And uh, we had a Eucharistic adoration, Domhead adoration at our parish last night. And obviously, they don't have all the Christmas decorations up yet because it's still Advent. But we do have some very simple trees with just white lights and the Advent wreath. And it was very dark when you walk in and peaceful for adoration. And they have a beautiful light on the crucifix. And they actually chose a very pale red one. So it was just very beautiful and peaceful. And I was just thinking how I just don't like the fact that it goes by so quickly. I wish we had a longer Christmas season just to sit there and just to be in the peace in front of the Eucharist at this time of year. It just really settles your soul and helps you focus on what's most important. Jesus. Amen. So... If you haven't yet, and I know it's a very, very busy time of year, I can't stress enough the importance of la dolce far niente, the sweetness of doing nothing. Because doing nothing in terms of just sitting there, right? Don't just do something, sit there, is very important to recollect ourselves, to ponder like Our Lady did so often as we see her doing in Scripture, and just to take a breath especially at this time of year, to be closer with the Lord. And there's so many great resources. I took a whole stack of Advent reflection books with me last night. I love to do that. I love to do my night prayer and my reflections, sitting in front of Jesus and talking to him. So just sharing. And I do hope you get some time to do that over the weekend and into the coming week, as well as receive the beautiful and powerful Sacrament of Reconciliation. As I mentioned, Doug Keck coming up at 15 minutes past the hour. Two stories that I want to discuss with you in Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour. We have this very interesting report, a very interesting story that was released once again about the Associated Press and now its infamous style book, which is a Bible for reporters and newsrooms that they use for editing purposes and to double check titles and whatnot. And they're doing it again with the language in terms of life and how they are encouraging an agenda by telling reporters how to refer to those who support abortion and those who are pro-life. The reason I want to share this with you is because it's extremely important when we're receiving information that we don't just let it go into our heads and not think about it because there is a definite agenda in the way the words are crafted. Semantics, it's everything. Even, for example, with this Respect Marriage Act, it was anything but respecting marriage. 
it was just the opposite in terms of what we know to be true as marriage being between one man and a woman as ordained by God. And of course, in the Catholic Church, it's a sacrament. And that's why the bishop spoke up so strongly about the Respect Marriage Act. So they take these words and they nuance them and they turn them around to make you think just the opposite, to make you think that good is evil and evil is good. And the more we're aware of it, the more we can understand when we're being fed information in order to learn how to use that information and whether we should even be listening to a particular source. So we'll talk about that. And then also a really powerful reflection from the Holy Father, speaking of media, to young people working with the Catholic Action Group. He gave them a beautiful, beautiful address regarding media usage and the importance of putting down the phone and the screen and talking to one another. So I thought I would share that with you in Fact Check Friday. You can actually find it. I believe Catholic News Agency has a beautiful summary on that this morning. You can also find it on the Vatican website. When you just go to Vatican News or just look up Vatican website and you just hit the um, the icon that says Pope. And all of his statements, all of his audience messages, everything will come up in that particular page. So it's really kind of cool to check it out once in a while because that way you can be in touch with the church. And then we'll wrap up with an update on the life issues. We're trying to keep up on what's happening around the country since Dobbs and since the election. And I received an email from Beth, and she's an amazing pro-life warrior in the greater Columbus area, Columbus, Ohio. And she's executive, direct, she's executive director of Greater Columbus Right to Life. And she wrote to me, letting me know that two abortion advocate groups are announcing competing abortion amendments or Ohio's ballot announced ironically, or maybe not so much ironically, on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Now, she says they don't have the exact language yet, but the media statement suggests it will be abortion without interference and as a fundamental right in Ohio. So this is what I was saying, if you remember, brothers and sisters, before the election, when we were looking at what was going on in states such as Michigan, Vermont, California, these extreme measures, especially now, God forbid, uh, Prop 3 that we have that we're going to be dealing with in Michigan, which actually goes into effect a week from today, that once that victory, those victories happened, then Planned Parenthoods and the Soros and companies and those funding abortion and all things associated with the culture of death, we're going to be literally taking this around to various states and trying to do whatever they can to implement similar measures. Now, maybe this this had begun before that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just know that, that that's the plan because that's what those who are, are were following all this and on the ground, on the front lines, learning in terms of the grassroots efforts with the elections that were going on. So we'll talk with Beth, and we will also give us some She'll also give us some ideas, of course, of how to remain pro-life and just to keep on keeping on because the Lord does not expect us to be successful, as Mother Teresa says, but he does expect us to be faithful. And being faithful means always speaking up for life. So let's get started. Almost seven minutes past the hour. I do hope your Friday morning is going well. Of course, the big weather story, we're uh, leading with that right now in the news. So let's see what's happening on a Friday morning. And you are listening to EWTN. Several U.S. states, as we mentioned, dealing with the effects of tornadoes this week. There have been more than 50 reported in at least seven states across the South since early Tuesday. That includes Louisiana, where at least three people died and several others were hospitalized. About 20 tornadoes have now been confirmed, including more than a dozen in the Dallas area of Texas. They were also felt in Oklahoma, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Meanwhile, I-80 in far western Nebraska is open this morning after four days of blizzard conditions. 
What we've seen is drifting of several feet, if not 10 feet or so. I've seen some images where the plows have built a wall of snow on one side of the road. That's Cody Thomas with Nebraska State Patrol. He says the State Patrol assigned a trooper to each snowplow in case the plow driver ran into trouble with the dangerous conditions. Historic number 1212.5 million pilgrims visiting Our Lady of Guadalupe at her shrine in Mexico City in recent days. That's according to authorities on site. Catholic News Agency reports in a statement the Mexico City government secretariat said the Mexican capital received 12 million 500,000 pilgrims at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. The agency said it broke records for visitors. The Basilica is the most visited Marian sanctuary in the world and exceeds the number of pilgrims even to Vatican City. Due to COVID in 2020 and 2021, pilgrimages were suspended, and, of course, the faithful were not allowed to spend the night outside the church. We'll talk about this a little bit more detail at the bottom of the hour, but our Holy Father meeting yesterday with young people, encouraging them to stop looking at screens and instead to look others in the eye. He said, our eyes are meant to look into the eyes of others, not made to look down at a virtual world that we hold in our hands, but to look up to heaven, to God, and to look into the eyes of those who live up to us, live next to us. A federal judge preventing the Biden administration, as Mark Mayfield tells us, from ending President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. The 2019 policy forces those seeking asylum in the U.S. to wait in Mexico until their cases are heard, including those who are not from Mexico. President Biden vowed to repeal the policy when he took office, but Texas and Missouri took legal action to delay the repeal. In June, the Supreme Court ruled against Texas and Missouri, but returned the case to the lower courts. On Thursday, a federal judge ruled that the state of Texas met all the requirements to issue a preliminary injunction keeping the policy in place. Out-of-pocket health care spending rising to its highest rate since 1985. That's according to new data from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Spending on health care in the U.S. grew 0.2.7%. And Brad Ford tells us a retail theft operation by Linwood Police in Washington has helped catch a group of people allegedly working in a number of states. The Linwood police operation resulted in 15 arrests with seven suspects facing felony charges. Three of the suspects are wanted in a nationwide organized retail theft operation that has stolen $300,000 in merchandise from Target stores. The group is based in Michigan and they had over $8,000 in stolen merchandise from Target. Two adults and a juvenile were booked on felony charges. The Centers for Disease Control announcing new metrics regarding childhood obesity on Thursday. The agency revealing new charts when measuring body mass index for those between the ages of 2 and 19. The new measurements say a BMI greater than or equal to 120% is considered obese. The exact measurements vary between boys and girls. The adjustments come as the CDC says the previous charts did not extend high enough as the number of children considered severely obese continues to climb. Jack Cronin tells us the San Diego Water Authority says a declaration of a drought emergency in Southern California is another reminder to conserve. The Metropolitan Water Authority in Los Angeles, which serves as a wholesale supplier of water from the Colorado River and the State Water Project for much of Southern California, says all agencies now need to cut back with mandatory rations possible this spring. All of our local investments, they're in place and they're here to help reduce or eliminate any major impacts. And it's the Water Authority diversification in our water supplies that really help reduce or eliminate any major impact 
from metropolitan's cutbacks on residents and businesses. And that's why we continue to promote the water use efficiency and conservation wherever we can. Efren Lopez with the San Diego County Water Authority saying conservation is needed, but the local supplies are still stable. Oil is once again flowing through most of the Keystone Pipeline after being shut down because of a leak. A section of the more than 2,600-mile pipeline remains shut off in Kansas as the investigation into that leak continues. And Brian Shook tells us the National Archives now releasing information from about 8,000 documents related to President John F. Kennedy's assassination. However, a White House memo adds there are a number of records that contain information for, quote, continued postponement of public disclosure, unquote, until June 30th. It notes that those files may cause harm to defense, intelligence operations, law enforcement, or foreign relations. Kennedy was assassinated on November 22, 1963, in Dallas, Texas. A suspect now in custody after a shooting at a mall in North Carolina left two people hurt yesterday. Police say the incident at North Lake Mall in Charlotte began when two people got into a confrontation. The suspect allegedly fired several shots, hitting the other person and a bystander as well. Nearly half of all young adults in the U.S. between 18 and 29 live with their parents. And Morgan Stanley says, as Aaron Reel explains, this living arrangement is boosting the profits of luxury goods companies. The number of people moving back in with at least one parent spiked in 2020 at the height of the COVID pandemic to 49.5%, according to census data. It's edged down to 48% last year, even as people return to hybrid work setups. When young adults freed up their budget from daily necessities, they seem to be spending it on discretionary items like travel, entertainment, and luxury goods. Although nearly 4 in 10 millennials living at home say that their parents do charge them rent, nearly half said that they were charged less than $500 a month. That leaves a lot of room for savings and for spending compared to the national median monthly rent, which according to Rent.com was just short of $2,000 in October. Twitter is suspending several journalists who have been covering both the company and CEO Elon Musk. Writers of the New York Times, CNN and the Washington Post suspended, as well as independent journalists. It's unknown why the accounts are suspended, although some had been tweeting about the suspension of the account that's tracked Musk's jet. And finally, in our newscast on a Friday morning, 14 minutes past the hour, about to take a break. Hanukkah, the Jewish Festival of Lights, as Sarah Lee Kessler explains, begins this weekend on Sunday at sundown and is celebrated for eight days. Hanukkah is a joyous holiday that commemorates religious freedom won by a tiny band of Jews, the Maccabees, more than 2,000 years ago. The Syrian Greeks tried to suppress Judaism and suppress Jewish practices like the worshiping God in the temple, so the Jews pushed back against that. Rabbi Mikey Stein of the Abraham Joshua Heschel School in New York City, he says recapturing the temple was a miracle, and so was the one-day supply of holy oil that burned for eight days, giving Jews a festival of light. 15 minutes past the hour. Hope you're having a great Friday. Be safe out there if you're impacted by the storm. It continues and it's moving even further into the Northeast. And we come back, we'll check what's happening down in Alabama at the wonderful headquarters of EWTN. Doug Keck joins us on a Friday every week for our Inside Word, taking a look at what's coming up so you don't miss a thing. Stay tuned. We are the pro life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our healthcare and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. 
Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hi, this is Vanessa Denhagarmo, and this Advent, you can grow closer to Christ as a family with the help of the Catholic Home app. That's Catholic H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. With the Catholic Home app, you'll have access to creative activities, engaging resources, and an active community backed by expert support. Now get 50% off your first month when you go to Catholic Home. Download the premium version and use code ADVENT. That's CatholicHome.com, code ADVENT. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 17 minutes past the hour. Don't touch that dial. Doug Heck, our Chief Operating Officer and President, always gives us the inside word on great programming, all the programming coming up, so you don't miss a thing. EW10.com. I was so happy for Danny Abramowitz. What a great man, and what a nice, a nice, nice award for him. Really deserves it. He, he was, you know, obviously Archbishop Chaput last year and this year. Danny, both of them, uh, longtime friends of Mother Angelica. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not only are they people involved with the evangelization that Mother was so uh, integral to, uh, they really were people who were personal friends of hers and supported her work over the years. And so if you missed the witness uh, to Providence, the annual Mother Angelica Award, it'll be on uh, this morning at, at 11 a.m. So you can check that out. And I'm sure it's on our on-demand page as well. And then we basically roll into, uh, you know, our Christmas programming this Sunday. Mm-hmm. We've got our the program we did, the EWTN Family Christmas Special, uh, which we shot up at the Shrine with our choir very popular Christmas show. We also have a special Carols by Candlelight from the Knox Shrine live from Ooh. Ireland. That's going to be on on Sunday the 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're excited about our relationship with Knock. And then we've got Mother Angelica on Monday with one of her classic Christmas shows, Monday morning. And we've got a very interesting program we produced a couple of years ago called Reclaiming the Carol. Uh, interesting take with Charles Dickens showing up and helping some modern-day man understand what Christmas is all about. And we've also got our EW10 Live Christmas show. Now, for the next two weeks, it's a special program where Father Mitch actually went to a maximum security prison in Beaumont, Texas, to talk one-on-one with inmates about salvation, peace, and beauty, and what Christmas uh, for those people incarcerated who we can never forget, Uh, you know. Regardless wow. of the reality that they should be there, and nobody's saying they shouldn't be there, but that 
we still have to remember, as our Lord said, to visit those who were in prison. Well, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And something close to home that we're airing, uh, something Al brought to our attention a couple of years ago. It's an inspired performance by the Motor City Lyric Opera, Mm -hmm. who did Amal and the Night Visitors. Yes. And we're going to be airing that on Friday. And, uh, you know, he made us aware of it. We took a look at it and said uh, we thought it was very well done. And, uh, you know, uh, I haven't heard about Amal and the Night Visitors outside of, like, home. Mark back in the 60s mm-hmm. when they used to run that uh, and much to my chagrin because there weren't any cartoon characters in it when I was a kid uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and they were all singing but anyway check that out and check out all of our programming for the rest of Christmas over the next couple of weeks and, and reminding everybody that Christmas runs well into January and it doesn't end the day after Christmas so or Christmas yeah, night when mind. people start putting out their Christmas trees on the curb Absolutely. drives me crazy well, you know, if you, I don't know what it is up north by you. Uh, it wasn't that way when I was lived in New York, but down here, uh, people put their Christmas trees up like before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, if you got a real tree, uh, I can imagine it's a fire hazard. Right. But yeah, I mean, the lights and everything are up. Father Spitzer and I were talking about it the other day on the Christmas show uh, that we have coming up. The idea of saying, you know, by the time you. People playing Christmas music, or the stores are in the middle of November, if not earlier, right. to en- enhance people's buying feelings. And uh, so you got a month and a half, two months of Christmas carols and all the lights and everything up for six weeks. And so by the time you you have Christmas fatigue, by the time you actually get to the actual day, that's such a shame. Though I I love Christmas and and I love Advent. I was just saying at the top of the hour, Deacon Dom had adoration last night. And boy, adoration in the middle of Advent, that's really powerful and so peaceful. I just want to stretch it out even more. Right, and and, and, it's, and it is because it gives us that time, that quiet time, because mm-hmm. the biggest problem we have in the world we live in, and it's uh, exponentially, I think, impacted by the Christmas season, certainly from the time we hit Thanksgiving to rolling into Christmas. You know, people are trying to get things done. There's mm-hmm. holiday parties. There's, you know, people are going on trips or people are preparing for people to show up. So there's a lot of work, and it's easy to just get caught up in that and and all the pressure uh, without uh, taking in the fact that this is a preparatory time, really, Mm -hmm. if I can say that, Um, you know, where people can, uh, you're supposed to be in a Lenten-like way in many ways, uh, thinking about what's coming. Uh, And and the only time you can think is you have to be quiet. You Mm -hmm. need quiet, and you need reflection to be able to think, uh, you know, and so that's why... It's important for the church to continue to have that. That's why we, you know, obviously have our weekly Advent reflections on the network, and we do the Jesse Tree yep. uh, throughout the month uh, as a way of giving the family and the kids something to do. In a sense, that's it's Christmas-like, but still Advent-oriented. Uh, you know, uh, as a way of uh, of keeping Advent alive. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I, I more and more appreciate. And you know me; it's hard for me to be quiet. You've known me for a long time, but I'm I'm getting to appreciate silence even more. I, it's just that the peace of just sitting back and having you know the, your scriptures with you, your Bible, your your Advent reflections, whatever, right. just to have this quiet time with God. Absolutely, and and you know, so I was just talking to somebody, a colleague of ours, and they were talking about uh, one of their children had been at a particular Catholic school, and they moved to a different Catholic school, and they went on this retreat, and they came back, and they were amazed, and they were talking about, oh, it was really amazing. We had this retreat, and 
it was so different than what I've been on before. We had like Eucharistic adoration and we were there and, you know, it was like a time to, to listen to God and you could hear God's voice mm. uh, and you could uh, think about, you know, it was just a totally different experience. And it, it, it's the central aspect of our faith. And that's right. why, you know, let's get the new evangelization straight. You got to start there. You right. got to start with Eucharistic adoration and the centrality of the Mass as sacrifice in the sense and the real presence of Jesus. You start there and uh, you allow people sometimes in the Mass to actually have some quiet. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, unfortunately, uh, we live in a world where. There's too often this attempt to always fill in everything with music or sound or whatever. Well, I think people are afraid of silence you know. sometimes. Well, you're probably right. Well, a lot of people don't like to think about the things that they don't want to think about. Right. Uh, and by staying busy, it, it allows them to, to not have that time. You're mm -hmm. exactly right. Mm -hmm. right. What would Mother Angelica say, do you think, about quieting down? Because she was, she was very a feisty Italian-American like me. <laughs> Well, you know, during Christmas and that, she, the, the sisters would disappear. That that mm. would be their time. Mother loved Christmas. She loved the child Jesus. Uh, so, I mean, this was a big time for them. Uh, and so, you know, they would definitely, at a time, even when they lived, you know, in, at the network where they weren't as ensconced in, in a monastic uh, experience as they are now, mm -hmm. uh, they, you know, they, they would kind of recede and you wouldn't see, they would go in, that was their time for them. And it was a prayerful time, a joyous time. Mother appreciated family. You know, she lived, uh, she grew up in a tough situation right. with a broken family. So mm -hmm. family was always really important. The sisters were her family. And then as an outgrowth of that, that there's the friars. And then there's mm -hmm. the employees of EWTN and the people who love and watch EWTN and the network and radio. And that was her family. And, and that's how she thought about those people. Yeah. Well, I'm part of our family from Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Wishing you, Doug, a beautiful Christmas. I know we won't speak next week because it's going right. into the Christmas weekend. So have a beautiful Buon Natale, and we will talk in the new year, I think, is the next time we're going to reconnect, right? Sounds like it's yeah. about right, and uh, then we're rolling right up on the uh, March for I Life, know. which you're, you're a big part yep, of every absolutely. year. absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Thanks, Doug. Merry Christmas. Take Happy care. New Year. Thanks for the continued opportunity to work for EWTN and to spread the good news together. And if, folks, do yourself a favor. Check out all these great programs. What an opportunity, again, to reflect and ponder and make the most of this most sacred time of year. We'll be right back. Fact Check Friday coming up. Stay tuned. Keeping you informed and inspired. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. News and information, Catholic conversation, inspiration, fun, and prizes are involved. Log on to our website to get all the details, to find all the information, the podcast, the videos, and so much more. GRNOnline.com. That's GRNOnline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. 
Are you a young man interested in learning more about the priesthood and would like more information? The Diocese of Fort Worth is hosting a men's discernment dinner on Thursday, December 29 at 6 p.m. Meet Bishop Michael Olson and the seminarians of Fort Worth. Meet other men who are discerning and discover more about the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Mass begins at 6 p.m. To RSVP, please email vocations at fwdioc.org or call 817-945-9321 for more information. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. I don't know about you, but when Doug was sharing all the great programming, I was getting all choked up thinking about being able to, again, watch the presentation to Danny Abramowitz. It's an amazing man of God and so deserving of that award. And he's had a rough year because he recently lost his wife, but he just keeps on keeping on, bless his heart. And also just thinking about Mother Angelica and, wow, Father Mitch Pacwa's program in the prison, the Corporal and Spiritual Works of Mercy right there. So, again, do yourself. And, of course, Our Lady of Knock and the choir from Our Lady of Knock, over the top. You must, 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 must take advantage of this gift of EWTN and Ave Maria Radio and all of our affiliates, all the beautiful programming you have. Don't feel like you have to get pulled into all the craziness in the world. We have the resources, or as I used to say on what was the Million Dollar Man, that's how old I am, we have the technology. Anyway, so great stuff, and I'm so glad that Doug had a chance to share it with us because the next couple of uh, weeks we have some time off, and as we mentioned, we won't be regrouping until, God willing, after the new year. Okay, speaking of the craziness of the world... Loved this message from the Holy Father for our Fact Check Friday. And this is something very good about the media in terms of when the media are used wisely and well, they can give you beautiful messages, including this one from the Pope. So this was from his address to the young people of Italian Catholic Action. Now, we briefly mentioned it in the news. Catholic News Agency has a great report on this. You can read more. But I just thought I would share the entire message with you. It's not very long, and I'll still have time to mention the the AP article that I wanted to address. Dear young people, it gives me great pleasure to meet you on this pre-Christmas occasion, so eagerly awaited and desired by you all. You come from different regions and are accompanied by the National President of Italian Catholic Action. And he goes to thank all the leaders of the group. To accompany you in this year of association, there are also words, few but strong. They are some words that Jesus says to his disciples to each one of us, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. It is a request that the Lord makes to every Christian in every time. Jesus uses an easy and essential verb, go. Some might think that to be a good Christian, it is necessary above all to reflect and meditate. Instead, Jesus says go. So there's a combination here. He's not, you know, pushing aside what Doug and I just talked about. Not at all. Just listen to the whole message. It's a decisive verb because it transformed the disciples into an apostle, makes him a missionary, and you two dear friends are called to go, Because God does not like it when we just sit on the couch. He wants us to move our way, ready and willing to put ourselves on the line. Go, but where to whom? To others, toward Jesus, as it says in the gospel. All nations without excluding anyone. The Lord does not want us to spend days closed up on ourselves. And this is a great risk for a boy or girl today, spending the days with a telephone screen in front of their eyes. So this is what he's talking about. In his 
Audience messages recently on discernment. He is talking a lot about getting away from the media and reflecting more. So he's not being saying that you shouldn't be reflecting and spending time with Scripture. No, he's just saying when he's talking about going, he's saying don't get stuck with technology. Our eyes were made for looking at those of others. They were not made to look down at a virtual world that we hold in our hands, but to raise our eyes to heaven to God and to look to those who live next to us in the eyes. Our look, our eyes are made to transmit the joy experience from having met Jesus. That friendship that transforms existence, that makes us embrace life and enables us to discover its beauty. Because boys and girls, it's beautiful to follow Jesus. It's beautiful to discover the great love he has for each one of us. It's beautiful to venture into the plan of happiness he has thought up for me and for you, for everyone. It is beautiful to discover the gifts he gives us with great generosity, the surprises that fill our lives with wonder and hope that make us grow up free and happy. But for this reason, it is necessary to go and take note not to go alone, but together. Jesus tells all the disciples to go together in the plural, not each one in isolation, to bear witness to his love that is necessary to go out into the field, not individually, but together as a group. Necessary, in other words, to form a team, to discover we are brothers and sisters in a world that tends to isolate us, divide us, pit us against each other, and that says, think of yourself and don't worry about others. Instead, the secret, the Pope says, is precisely taking care of others, and in this way, one also takes care of oneself. One starts from here, seeing in each person not as an adversary, but a teammate, a child of God. This is a spirit which to overcome indifference. This is what Jesus teaches us with this gaze, with this gaze of of him. For him, every person is important, but there are some he loves in a particular way. Do you know who they are? Not the rich and powerful, not those who are in the covers of glossy magazines or on television, but the smallest, the poor, the forgotten, the rejected, those no one cares about. Thinking of them, And what they need, instead of what we are lacking, is a secret to making our world, which is in great need of peace, more beautiful, just, and peaceful. And for this, I rely on you, on your vision of the future, on your strength, to go and to, above all, pray for peace, which is powerful and enables us to do great things. We must not be afraid to take the field, to put ourselves on the line. Go, Jesus tells you every day. Don't stop and never be afraid because I will always be with you. So I really thought this was beautiful in terms of, we were talking about, and maybe I don't have time to do the Associated Press story, maybe I'll save it for next week, but I thought it was really important, because when we were talking with Doug, he was mentioning about so many opportunities that we're giving you the next two weeks on EW Chan and on radio to really care about other people. Look what Father Mitch is doing, going into the prisons and talking to the men and women who are there. And that, of course, is what we're called to do as part of the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Or to sit and listen to beautiful music for this time of year, the event that they have at Our Lady of Knock, 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Ireland, a choir there at one of the most beautiful approved apparitions. To make sure that we are looking at God and looking at each other. And when we're looking at the screen, what are we looking at? This is a good thing to be able to take in the beauty of the season with these different tools that we're giving you. So again, the church isn't saying throw out the baby with the bathwater. Throw out all the media. Don't use the media. What the Pope is saying that make sure that what you are doing 
is enabling yourself and others to encounter Christ more deeply. And you can't do that unless you reach out. You have to reach out to God first. You have to encounter him in the Eucharist, in that personal relationship. And then you go. You pray, you reflect, and then you go. In my book, Beyond Sunday, Becoming a 24-7 Catholic, I talk about the three M's of faith, meeting, mercy, and mission. You meet and encounter Christ. You enter into a personal relationship with him. He gives you mercy. And then what do you do? You just sit there and say, oh, thanks, Jesus. See you later. No, you go out on mission exactly as the woman at the well did. She met Jesus. He changed her life almost instantaneously. She received his mercy. And then what did she do? She went out, and if you read the scriptures closely, because I learned long time ago in Bible study that not a single word in scripture is ever wasted. She goes to the well in the middle of the day to avoid the crowds. But at the end of the conversation with the Lord, she leaves the water jug there. And she goes into the town to talk to the very people whom she was trying to avoid because she had that encounter. She thought about whom she was meeting and talking to. And she looked him in the eyes, as our Pope is telling us to look each other in the eyes. And she met the Savior. And everything changed. But we can't do that unless we look at each other, love each other. But first, starting with the love of Christ. We'll be right back. Father, I bet you're wondering to yourself, how can I win a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C? Easy. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Only $25 a ticket or five tickets for $100. The drawing is February 24th, 2023. So, do you feel lucky? Well... Do ya? Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Are you a parent in need of funds to help you better afford sending your children to school? Are you interested in learning about a great scholarship opportunity? The Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation is celebrating their 19th year of awarding Spirit of Love scholarships to Catholic students in the Diocese of Dallas. The application submission period will be January 2nd through February 1st, 2023. For more information about the Rebecca Leah Rivera Foundation, visit RebeccaLeahRivera.org or call 972 480 
Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888-312-WORK or visit WorkSuites.com to see if WorkSuites fits your business needs. That's WorkSuites.com. 39 minutes past the hour. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a good Friday this morning, December 2022. Keeping you up to date on pro-life issues across the country as we argue pro-life radio and TV network. Beth Vanderkoy is a wonderful witness to the pro-life movement working hard in the Greater Columbus area. She's the executive director of the Greater Columbus Right to Life and always keeps us informed of what's happening. Beth, thanks for your email. So what's going on down in Columbus? Let us know, please. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Um, Well, on Monday, which of course, as we know, is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and therefore probably not a coincidence, uh, two groups of kind of somewhat competing or conflicting pro-abortion organizations announced that they were going uh, to introduce ballot amendments to uh, enshrine abortion and into the Ohio Constitution. So, uh, we're, we're getting ready to experience a lot of what I think, you know, the Michiganders just experienced, and, and hopefully we can learn a few things and uh, we can defeat their efforts here in Ohio. See, this was a big concern that we discussed uh, on the air in relationship to Michigan and Vermont and even California, that this whole idea of a constitutional amendment, because we saw, and I'm sure you know this because you were, and other pro-life uh, experts around the country are monitoring the situation in Michigan, that the, the bulk of the money for Prop 3 came from outside sources, primarily from New York and Los Angeles. And, of course, Right to Life in Michigan and other pro-life groups, uh, including uh, working closely with the Catholic Church, really struggled to raise money. I mean, we did raise quite a bit, but it wasn't enough to beat the George Soroses. And so have you had a chance, and maybe because this is just upon you, maybe not, have you had a chance to see where the money is, you know, to follow the money yet in this? Well, the money from their side, we know that it's going to come from out-of-state special interests, far-left social engineers, highly partisan political interests. Um, Right now, the the two pro-abortion groups are basically arguing about if they want to go after the 2023 ballot or if they want to go out after the 2024 ballot. Um, You know, obviously, the 2024 ballot, they're not just eyeing abortion. And they're once again using women because they, you know, they think that this will turn out, that it will turn out the vote for, you know, the reelection of far left, far, you know, very pro-abortion political candidates. So, you know, certainly we're, we're aware of that. And prior to my time at Columbus Right to Life, I worked extensively in politics and um, and uh, I lobbied for a while, and I actually had the opportunity to work on numerous statewide ballot initiatives, uh, three that were successful to amend the Ohio Constitution, and one that was mostly successful to defeat a ballot initiative that came in. And I, I think something that people are going to have to wake up to in the pro-life movement is that these are incredibly, incredibly labor-intensive and expensive um, expensive efforts. So in a state like Ohio, I'm going to predict that at a minimum, the pro-abortion side will spend 50 to $60 million mm-hmm. in their effort to get this on the ballot. Um, and in order to fight it, we're probably going to have to spend, 
I don't know, in the in the thirty to fifty million dollar range, which is a lot of money. Um, it's it's a tremendous amount of money, and um, uh, and so you know it's going to come from the same places. It's going to come sure. from the ACLU and Bloomberg and Soros. Soros. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to come from all of these places. And, you know, in order to be competitive with that, we are, you know, I'm, I'm working here with a great coalition of pro-life folks. Um, and, you know, we've been working for months. We knew this was probably going to come. Ohio is the second most ballot friendly to get on the ballot state right after California. So we've known this is coming. Um, and now we're just kind of sounding the alarm and saying, you know, hey, folks, it is time to step up. It's time to get engaged. Um, you know, we've opened kind of an opportunity on our website at gcrtl.org slash stop. I uh, like to stop the effort um, for people to come in and let us know that they want to be engaged, that, you know, that they want to that they want to do the work. And we're going to have an every county operation and we're going to we're going to throw everything we have at this. We're talking with Beth Vanderkoy, Executive Director of Greater Columbus Right to Life, regarding the push by two different abortion groups for constitutional amendments in the uh, state of Ohio. Of course, now we have a constitutional amendment in the state of Michigan. And you know this, working in politics, Beth, how difficult it is to reverse a constitutional amendment. It's incredibly challenging. I think the last time that we reversed a constitutional amendment in Ohio, it was it, you know, it took the legislature and private parties, and it just had, it had to do with a tiny little technical change. But, but I think, and, and I think because of how difficult it is to reverse it and how extreme we anticipate that they're going to go with this, I think that we're going to be able to make a really effective case to Ohioans that this type of extreme effort to clutter up the Ohio Constitution to provide a, basically a bailout for big abortion isn't something that Ohioans want. Even, by the way, Ohioans who are still trying to decide how they feel about abortion. Um, and, and so I, I think we have, to, we have to really do two things. One is that we continue to have to share the message of how destructive abortion is. Um, that it that it kills babies, that it hurts women, that it destroys families. Um, but I, I think we also are going to make the case that what they are intending to permanently put into Ohio's Constitution is just too extreme. Uh, and and, and I, I think that if we do a good job of doing that and if if we have folks and the money to get out there with that message, will be very effective. Do you know what else they want to include in this? Because in Michigan, they sold it mainly as abortion, but it was everything under the sun. They threw the kitchen sink in there in terms of, quote-unquote, reproductive health. They removed, they're removing now all the protective measures that we had in terms of 24-hour waiting period. Uh, there was a plan in place where uh, m- women seeking an abortion had to be asked if they were being coerced. Uh, we had health regulations that had to be followed. Everything was just just stripped away through Prop 3. But what they did is they didn't talk about that. They talked about abortion and made it sound like women in crisis situations in abortion, for example, with miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies, that they were not going to get treatment if this didn't pass. They just lied, Beth. And, and the concern is that the, this is the lies and, and the fear factor. And this is how they got the vote in Michigan, because the commercials were very compelling. 
Yeah, we do not yet know the specific language that they will be promoting. They're, you know, they've even said they're testing it, they're sending it through legal review. I anticipate, though, that it's going to look an awful lot like what we saw in Michigan. Um, and, and they've basically said that, um, that the, the two principles that they plan to follow are that, uh, that there will be abortion without interference, which of course means no regulation. Right. On, on, um, on interference. And, that's the thing. No, no interference. And to them, interference is anything that would just stop this mass production line, which means everything I just talked right. about in terms of the regulations that are in place to protect women, by the way. Correct. And then secondarily, they want it to be identified as a fundamental right, which then comes with additional things like taxpayer funding and um, and, and all of these other issues. So I 100% anticipate that their message will be that they are simply trying to codify the, the status quo before Roe and that they're going to p- prey on the fears and the misinformation. Yep. And, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, and I have good friends in the media. Um, I, I think the overall, you know, traditional legacy media narrative is going to be that this is necessary, that, you know, ectopic pregnancies and women experiencing miscarriage. And I mean, we're going to continue to see that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think we just have to consistently, you know, not fall into those traps. Um, And we have to just be consistent and clear and say, this is what this will really do. This is too extreme for Ohio. Um, and then we have to continue to do the work that we've been doing for, you know, nearly 50 years to, to show people that there are better choices for women. Um, and that most women who choose abortion think they do it because they think it's their best. Or right. Their and they have option. no choice. Their only option. Right. 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 Now, I don't know if you had a chance to see, because you're in Ohio, any of the pro-abortion ads that they put out. They were very effective. And what they did was they just they just flooded not only our airwaves, the local stations, but also social media, Facebook. They did a huge outreach. And they also went to the college campuses and ran this whole fear factor number all over the place. Uh, one thing that I'm hoping that not only Greater Columbus Right to Life, but other Right to Life groups around the country, because you're not the only one. I was speaking in South Dakota in November, and they're anticipating a similar situation coming up next year. Looking at the ads that they did, that they were produced, because I don't think they were significant for Michigan. I mean, some some of the lines were, but the, but the messaging was the same. The taglines were about, you know, vote no, vote yes on, on Proposal 3. But if you look at those ads and, and, and the way they're going and to study them and then to really try to produce ads to counter that, that I think is really, really important because the ads were, and what was frustrating to me, Beth, and I know you experienced this as well, is that even many Catholics were confused and bought into the fear. I can't tell you how many how many emails I received trying to explain things to people, even though I talk nonstop about it, especially in the first hour of my program. So the ads have to be very strong, and but the problem is, is that costs a lot of money. And dis, in addition to, I'm not telling anything you don't know, but in addition to placing the ads, producing them, and having them be really well done. So my hope and prayer is that we can help you somehow in Michigan in terms of uh, giving you some examples of, of what happened. In terms of your coalition, you have a coalition that's put together right now to fight this? Uh, we are rapidly developing that coalition all of the time. We've been meeting both formally and informally over the last few months. Don't want to tip my hand too much, um, but but yes, this is going to be a a comprehensive movement of both you know of everybody who will join in with us, um, and and I think you know 
we saw we're going to see faith leaders from across the spectrum yep. mm-hmm. um, and i and i think we're going to see you know you know, something that we, we keep forgetting about, you know, is that abortion isn't just a partisan issue. Just like there are pro-abortion Republicans, there are very pro-life Democrats. And, you know, we've been we've been growing a pro-life Democrat organization here in Ohio. Uh, and and again, I, I think we, you know, it, it's it's like uh, Benjamin Franklin said, if, if we don't hang together, we'll certainly all hang um, hang separately. Yeah. Uh, but. But stakes are very high, and and I think you're correct when you talk about the money. We're going to have to have a lot of money, and that kind of we have to have a certain amount of money from local in order to draw the national money. And there's a whole science to that. Right. Um, but I think one one real difficult thing that Michigan had, um, and the Michigan pro life groups had, is that they did have that money, but a lot of it came in so late. So in late, the exactly, exactly. So it and, wasn't enough time to 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 get the message out in the form. We we did. We I think the the overall team, as you know, did really well. The people of faith got out there, worked so hard, but it was it was there was not enough time because it started only in March, and November came way too quickly. Beth, we're almost out of time. Before you go, uh, please keep us informed, and we're happy to talk about this issue, to keep it out there, to make sure people know what's going on, because I don't think Ohio is the only one. As I said, it's going to be South Dakota, we know that, but as predicted, they're trying to get these constitutional amendments all over the place. I knew that was going to happen. I was told that by so many people in the pro-life movement, and now we're seeing it state by state. So please keep us informed, but give us your website specifically, because there's a lot of listeners that support us in Michigan or didn't even live in Michigan, so I know they'll want to do the same for Ohio. Wonderful. Our website is GCRTL, like Greater Columbus Right to Life dot org. Um, and if you go under the option stop, um, you can actually sign up to be on our alert and to officially put your name as somebody who, who wants to fight back against this effort. I um, mean, if you're feeling so moved, there's even a donate link right sure. there on that form. Well, sister, listen, you're a great pro-life warrior, and I know you're very strong. You're extremely experienced, and I'm just really, really blessed to know that you're working for this cause, and we're going to pray for you, especially over Christmas. But please, keep in touch, and anytime you want to come in on the air and talk about this, let us know how the process is going. Wonderful. I appreciate it, and love listening to you almost every morning. Oh, thanks, son. God bless you. I appreciate it. God bless your your ministry, your pro-life ministry, and for being such a warrior. We'll be right back to wrap up this Friday edition of Catholic Connection. Thanks for listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, your pro-life radio network. Just saying. We'll be right back. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Advent is a wonderful time to celebrate our most important gifts as Catholics, faith and family. These gifts have to be nurtured on a regular basis, but how can we do that during the busy Advent and Christmas seasons? There's an app that can help. It's called Catholic Home, that's Catholic H-O-M, or Catholic Households on Mission. This app has everything you need to encounter Christ more meaningfully as a family during Advent. With the Catholic H-O-M app, 
you can access creative activities, engaging resources. There's an active community backed by expert support. Catholic home professionals will walk alongside you, giving you the answers you need for a more joyful, loving Catholic marriage and family. And now you can get 50% off your first month of the premium version of the Catholic Home app. Go to Catholic Home, again, that's catholichom.com, to download the premium version and use code AVE, A-V-E, at checkout. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not, and their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Wishing you a beautiful weekend as we move into the 4th week of Advent. Mamma mia, time flies quickly, and I'm so excited. You don't want to miss the show Monday because we have three segments with Dr. Scott French of the Magis Center, who works very closely with the amazing Father Robert Spitzer, of course, from Spitzer's University, Doug Keck and Father Spitzer. And Doug, uh, Scott, excuse me, is going to be talking to us more in more detail, even more detail, about the Eucharistic miracles. What an amazing discussion we will have right before we go into the weekend of Christmas. Can you believe a week from today is Christmas Eve Eve? So I do hope that you have a peaceful, restful, and beautiful weekend, and always stay close to Christ and each other. Have a good weekend. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. 
Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. For listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 